Welcome to the Autoimmune Thriver Method podcast. On this podcast, we will talk about real life, practical and transformative methods that will leave you motivated and empowered to take an active and proactive approach to feeling alive again with autoimmune. I am Cordula, Hashimoto's and PCOS Thriver, certified holistic nutritionist, your host of this show, and the founder of the Gut Health and Energy Breakthrough Program. I am deeply passionate about shining light on the immense impact nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle choices have for you to go from surviving to thriving. So let's get started. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of this podcast. Today, I really want to share my love for food with you, and I know it's a big trigger for a lot of you guys in here, and it was for me as well, so I'm going to be talking a little bit about my own personal story when it comes to food intolerances, and then I'm going to be sharing with you how you can make food your ally and not your enemy, because that is what I'm seeing a lot out there with elimination diets galore. You want to call it the AIP diet. You want to call it the Whole30 diet. You want to call it keto. Every diet has that elimination part in it, and it can be really frustrating for somebody who is starting to miss their favorite foods for somebody who is eliminating foods for the sake of eliminating symptoms. And let's talk a little bit about the healing property of food and how we can shift the mindset from scarcity and elimination to incorporating abundance and diversifying food because that is what our bodies need. So if you have started to fear food, then this episode is definitely for you. So for me personally, I was at a point in my life where I was literally reacting to almost everything that I ate. I couldn't even decipher anymore what was sitting well with me and what was not sitting well with me because my constipation was all-encompassing. And not only was I constipated, I felt gassy. I felt almost hungover. The lack of energy that I felt after eating was incredible. I felt like I had to lie down because I was getting very sluggish, which was actually my blood sugar that was out of balance. And so the whole GI tract was just inflamed and all over the place that I couldn't even decipher which foods I was actually reacting to. And I feel this is happening a lot with the women that I work with and that I see in the autoimmune world is that the imbalances are just so severe in the GI tract that it is very difficult to decipher which foods are actually reactive for you, which foods are actually a trigger for you personally. And that is why I believe the elimination diets have had such a rise in recent years because they basically take all of those trigger foods that the vast majority of women generally react to because of their gut being out of balance and they throw it all in one big elimination diet to eliminate all of the possible foods your body could be reacting to and call it a healing diet, quote unquote healing diet for autoimmune. But the issue with that is, is that 
because everybody is so bio-individual, because everybody's body is so different, because your root causes of your imbalances are so different, you might be actually needing some of the foods that you're eliminating and that you're thinking you're doing yourself a favor. Meanwhile, you're actually cutting out foods that might be beneficial for you personally. So what if we were to unlearn the whole approach of eliminating foods to eliminate symptoms and actually focus on the powerful healing properties of food instead? And this is something I really preach over and over again, because for me personally, it was that you know, environment of my gut being so out of balance that I was believing that I was reacting to all of the foods. Later on, when I was starting to um, dial in my own diet, I was getting more and more in tune with my body and realized that not everything that I was eliminating was actually causing me issues. So how do you go about it? Number one, let's go back and say why eliminating is not helping you to heal your gut. So there's certain reasons as to why, and I will give you three of the reasons for you to connect that piece. The first reason is nutrient deficiencies. So when we are eliminating a vast amount of foods in our diet, we are eliminating a vast amount of nutrient-dense foods, a vast amount of minerals, vitamins, proteins, phytochemicals, flavonoids, all of those good things that nature has provided us with in order to nourish our bodies. And yes, you will be probably likely get some symptom relief if you cut everything out because you will be hitting at least one or two of the foods, if not all of the foods that you have been reacting to unknowingly. However, at the same time, what I hear from so many women and let me know if you feel that represents you as well is they come to me and they say, I have been on that elimination diet for so long. And what I'm feeling is that my energy has just slumped. In the beginning, everybody feels better because you are hitting those foods that are causing you inflammation at this moment in time. So you're eliminating everything, but at the same time, you're eliminating more, more and more which will put your body into a nutrient deficiency, which then will mean that your energy is crashing, which means that you don't get your amount of minerals to absorb your vitamins, which means that you are starting to actually increase inflammation in your body long-term. And I feel that a lot of women come to me and say, in the beginning, I was only reacting to gluten, dairy, wheat, whatever it is, but now I'm, I'm also reacting to seafood. I don't know where this is coming from. So the body's actually starting to be deprived. And when those ladies start to incorporate foods again after being on the elimination diet for so long, their bodies have lost its ability to break down any of those foods that you haven't been consuming. You have been taking away that food out of your GI tract out of your microbiome, your gut bacteria have unlearned how to break down that food. Your pancreas has become sluggish and doesn't produce enough enzymes anymore to actually help you break down these foods. So there's this vast amount of ladies that are experiencing nutrient deficiencies because of elimination diets. That is the first point. 
The second point is why is eliminating not helping you to heal your gut long term is because you are creating a less diverse gut microbiome. What does gut microbiome mean? Gut microbiome is basically an umbrella for your good and bad bacteria that reside in your gut. And there's so much research out there. And we're just in the beginning phase to understand how important the bacteria are in helping you stay healthy, especially when it comes to your immune system. So we now know that there's a vast diversity of gut microbes living in your gut and they feed on your food. And what they feed on specifically is fiber. So I know that a lot of you um, ladies here probably eliminate either legumes or grains or both of them at the same time, which is those are the staple foods of your microbiome. This is what your microbiome loves to eat. So when you are removing these foods, you are basically starving your microbes in your gut and you are reducing diversity. And so you are starting to create imbalances in your gut that will show in inflammation. And the third reason as to why is it can lead to food sensitivities. Restricting foods long-term can actually dampen your digestive fire because you are not allowing your body to break down the fibers or the proteins of diverse plants and animal foods. You are not training your digestive tract to process these foods like it should. And so it gets sloppy. And, you know, food sensitivities is really a sign of sloppy digestion. And so is constipation. So if you are not breaking down those fibers properly and the food properly, there will be larger molecules that are going to be entering your bloodstream, which then triggers your immune system to react because your immune system is not recognizing those food particles as their specific food particles because they're too large in size. And so it's starting to trying to attack these food particles because they believe they're invaders. They don't look like a tomato, even though they are a tomato, but they're not broken down 100%. So really, it's all about bio-individuality, trying to figure out your body's specific needs, recognizing which foods you are reacting to. You can use a food journal for that, but you have to put in some work. You have to start to become in tune with your body, listen to the symptoms, the flags your body is showing you when you are eating your food. But let's talk a little bit about how can you actually fall back in love with food? Because isn't it the truth that food and eating is an essential part of living? I mean, we do it every day. We need to eat every day. And it's, it becomes part of our social life as well. And it becomes part of our identity and culture. So eating and enjoying our foods is so important for humanity. And it can really start to affect your emotional well-being as well. If you are not eating the way that you feel it's nourishing yourself and you feel satisfied with the food you're eating, it can really diminish the joy in life. So let's figure out how we can actually create that joy again. So the first thing that I always suggest to my clients who are dealing with fear around food is to sit down with a piece of paper or a journal and really draw like three columns, three columns of food items such as proteins, vegetables, and fruit. 
and fill it in with all the foods that they would just love to eat again, that they used to love so much, that they used to eat, or even those ones they haven't tried yet because they have read online or people have told them to not consume that food with autoimmune. Whatever it is for you, sit down and write down, brainstorm those foods that you would just really love to eat. And then once you have done that, I encourage you to do some research on these foods. Really read up on how those foods are actually working in your body, what they do in your body, familiarize yourself with the nutrients that you're consuming, and how your body is processing these nutrients. And that'll empower you to make better decisions for you. The third step in that approach is that I want you to sit down with a food journal. And I actually want you to start to incorporate some of these foods and then write down how your body is reacting to these foods. So number one is if you want to be very, very clear on how your body is responding to these foods, have a single serving of that food that you are reintroducing into your diet. Nothing else. Just have that little bit of serving of that food and then sit down, listen in, and see how your body is reacting. If you're feeling a level of satiation, a level of feeling grounded, feeling energized, or on the other hand, you feel a headache coming on, or you feel that maybe your skin is breaking out, or you're feeling gassy right away, bloated right away, all of these things, take a note of that into your food journal and keep track of it over the course of the time when you do that over a few weeks, you will start to see patterns, which will be an identifier for you to see which foods are not sitting well with you. You might have to eliminate some foods at one point in order to create that environment of rejuvenation and the environment to allow your body to repair with other therapeutic foods that you're going to be incorporating into your diet. So most likely you'll have to eliminate some foods for your gut repair journey, but just know that once your gut is starting to repair, once your gut lining is starting to reestablish, you will find that you'll be able to incorporate and include more and more foods over time. So now I would actually love to share with you three therapeutic foods that I use in my practice all the time and that I have used for myself as well for this purpose of gut restore and gut repair. Let's get started. Number one I would really like to share with you is cabbage. Yes, cabbage. I know it doesn't sound fancy, but honestly, in the world of veggies, the brassica family, such as broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, but also cauliflower, but cabbage honestly is the king of it all. You can eat cabbage in raw format, such as in slaws, but you can also eat it cooked, such as in uh, cabbage rolls, for example, or you can also juice it. I know it doesn't sound very delicious and it is not delicious just by itself, but cabbage juice can be extremely healing for your gut health. It can be extremely rejuvenating and helping your gut to repair. And why is that? Um, why is cabbage such a great vegetable almost with therapeutic levels? Because it has phytochemicals in them called indoles. 
And so what they do is they can alter estrogen metabolism in a favorable way. It increases the ratio of good, so benign estrogen metabolites, to the potentially harmful estrogen. And estrogen dominance is a, a big issue in a lot of autoimmune women. So that is one really powerful component of cabbage. As for gut healing, cabbage is one of the what they call mucilaginous foods that have the ability to coat your gut lining powerfully in order to promote healing of your gut lining. So it's a really potent and powerful food you can easily incorporate into your diet. Number two is beets. So beets are such a great liver health food. So I think I will be spending more time on liver health in one of the next episodes because it's such an important topic that not a lot of people are aware of. But we need to support our liver as our main detoxification organ. And beets have been shown to activate your liver enzymes and to increase bile, which will help detoxification so much. So in many holistic and also Eastern traditions, beets are believed to be an excellent liver tonic and blood purifier. They are an amazing food, but they are high in sugar. So if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic, I would for sure consult with your doctor to see if you can actually consume them. The third one is one of my absolute all-time favorites, and it's a food that a lot of people are staying away from, that a lot of people are hesitant in consuming because they have been touted as making you feel gassy and also increasing inflammation in some of you. And so I really want to hone in on those a little bit, and those are beans. Beans are one of the best sources of fiber on the planet. And what I see generally every day in my life, in my practice, is that ladies, you are not consuming enough fiber in your life. You might think that you do, but if you are actually starting to track your fiber and see how much fiber you're ingesting, you will notice that you will most likely fall short. And also the diversity of fiber is super important because we need to understand that the two fibers that we are eating have various benefits in our body. So one of them is creating bulk in your stool, in your waist, so that you're able to eliminate better. But the other fiber is super important to, again, nourish your microbiome to basically support and increase your immune system that sits in your gut in the form of your gut microbes. And so we're talking about that kind of fiber when we are talking about beans. Fiber protects our health by really slowing the entrance of sugar into your bloodstream. So we have a lot of issues with blood sugar levels, or we are oftentimes on a blood sugar roller coaster when you feel that you're crashing at three o'clock in the afternoon. You need that energy boost, so you're grabbing for caffeine or sugar or anything like that, and you're having a hard time getting up in the morning. Like all of these things are tied in to your blood sugar roller coaster. And so incorporating beans into your diet can be extremely helpful in allowing the sugar that is coming into your system 
to be released in a more gradual way so it can prevent blood sugar spikes. And let's bring it back to the microbes in our gut, which is an area that is really only, we're only starting to appreciate the importance of those microbes in our gut health just now. We are just really in the beginning stage of understanding how important those gut microbes are in our system. But like I said before, those fibers that you're ingesting when you're eating beans are really feeding and nourishing your microbiome and diversifying it. And yes, you might be starting to get a little gassy because you are starting to reactivate or diversifying your gut microbiome. So there's absolute potential for that to happen. And I would always suggest to go low and slow with the fiber intake and with the increase in fiber. But we need to get our fiber in and beans are just such an excellent source of fiber on the planet that we should not eliminate beans at all cost. So I hope that you gained a little bit of insight around how food can be such an incredible tool you can use in order to shift your body back into balance with an autoimmune and if you do go ahead and do the exercise that I suggested, please share with me what your results are. Please let me know how you're feeling about that. And please let me know if you feel as if you have been missing out on food so much that it actually started to create fear around food for you, or that you feel that really the joy of eating has left your life. So thank you for joining me today for this episode. And I actually have a four-day challenge coming up on March 28th in which I will go more into depth around gut health, around foods to support your gut health, around detoxification pathways, around how stress can really be such a trigger in autoimmune as well as how we are setting us up for staying stuck with our mindset. So I'm going to be talking about those four pillars during my four-day challenge. And I invite you to come join us because it's a free challenge and it's something that we can just take in and use as tools and strategies in order to move ourselves uh, forward in our health. If we become more familiar with these topics and if we start to learn how we can navigate those areas in our lives, so I invite you to come join us for that challenge. You can sign up with the link that I post in the show notes, or you can also go over to Instagram and go to the link in my bio and sign up there. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you again in my next episode. 